0: One day he's talking to someone, he's having the time of his life. He hangs up the phone and he does what he always did. He goes, Do you know who that was? My answer was always the same, <laughs> I have no idea who it was. <laughs> uh-huh. And he goes, It was Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. Make it fun another kind of free rock and roll,
1: make you do solo, maybe want to tap toe. Just another kind of free rock and roll, make you do solo, maybe want to tap toe. Woo! Yeah. Woo!
2: Yeah. Welcome to the Cast. I'm your host, Mike Ferguson. Joining me today, uh, our co-host, Andrew. How are you, Andrew, too? Doing
1: well, Mike. Glad to be back with
2: you. Um, today we have a, a very special guest. Uh, this gentleman's a former standout forward at Polk State, uh, then Polk Community College for the basketball program, who's a member of the 1989 state championship team. He uh, was awarded a scholarship to go play at Carson Newman before Concluding his academic career at Florida State University in uh, 1994, he uh, served as an assistant under head coach Josh Giles for Polk, then Polk Community College's third state championship team. He's uh, currently the owner of Lakeland-based marketing company Red Whiskey Incorporated. With us today is Bart Ross. How are you doing, Dave?
0: Bart? I'm doing super. Thanks for having me. I do want to correct something. Standout is a stretch, but I'll take it. Uh, okay.
2: All right. Well, you know, we 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 have uh, we have software we can edit that out. So we'll have. A... No,
0: I'm fine. I appreciate it. That was a gr- that was a great team. Good times here, and lots of good memories.
2: Um, from what I understand, you you played for coach Josh Giles, a legend at this college, you're later an assistant for him, but you've continued to be a big supporter of the program today. His son, Brandon, is our current head coach. Uh, what is it about your time here um, that has kind of made you continue to follow the program and um, support it in the way you have?
0: So I think it's a truly a blessing playing for coach Giles. He was the OG even though he was JG and um, Brandon was just born when I played here. So I've known the family for, known Brandon all of his life. Um, Mrs. Giles is obviously a great lady in Joslyn. So I think the connection with the family has helped. Although when coach for was here, I came as many games as I could. I was born in Polk, born in Lakeland. So I've been here all my life. It's just a, it's a great place. And I believe that for me, it helped me get to where I wanted to go in life. And so it's, it was good, it's always good to give back, and plus I enjoy basketball.
1: Yeah, and speaking of that love for basketball, so is is basketball something you always grew up with? Was that always your sport, Were you grew up in an athletic household? Kind of where did the, the interest in the sport peak for you?
0: So my dad was a triple letterman at Troy State, which is now Troy. Um, so he did basketball, football, and baseball. Um, in high school, I did the same. Uh, I like basketball because it's indoors. Um, so it's air-conditioned.
1: Fair enough. And Florida. <laughs> it's, it's helpful. Absolutely. Did you ever consider, as you were playing um, in high school, leaving Polk County, you say you've been here all your life, did you ever consider maybe going, going away at first? Kind of what was the process of you deciding, okay, Polk State is where I want to go. I want to stay uh, where I've grown up here in Polk County. So my first year out of high school, I went to Florida Southern. And
0: then I ended up coming to Polk my sophomore year and playing for one year here. Um, It was an opportunity that just came up. So out of high school, I had a couple offers. I wasn't big about leaving home to where they were. Um, So I ended up coming here. I was thankful for the opportunity to play for Coach Giles and and be on that team. Uh, I learned a lot about myself. Uh, You learn in basketball, you learn a lot about life outside the lines, inside the lines. So I've really taken those uh, lessons and I've tried to, when I coach, tried to pass them on to other young men. Um, so it's just, basketball is just, I love it. It's it's a great sport.
2: Obviously, talent, <clears throat> you, you got to have it to win. Uh, you played with Lorenzo Williams, who, uh, you know, went on to have a, a lengthy career in the NBA. But you were part of the 89 state championship team. You were part of the 94 state championship team as an assistant coach. And with these championship teams, with championship teams in general, there's always sort of seems to be some sort of intangible that makes them special. Talk about those two squads and ultimately uh, what was it outside of you know the talent factor that, that made them so good?
0: So I think it's a love, it's a love for one another because even even during those rough times when you're at practice, you're battling, like our 89 team, if you interviewed other players, they would tell you some of their toughest battles were in practice, and then when you got to the game, it was a little bit easier. We recently had a member of that team, Dexter Hill, who's from Bartow High School, we got married, so we kinda had a nice reunion. We got a chance to relive some of the stories in the, in the battles. You, you kinda get the, the jabbing at one another that you know guys do, so it was great. As a coach, getting to see a different perspective, I got to see the other side of Coach Giles, because one thing about Coach Giles is his love and care for his players, which I know Brandon does as well, outside of the wins and losses. Um, really talking to you about life, the things you've got to prepare yourself for once you get done with basketball. And I think that has went on to some of those other guys that I was with the other day. And, and that's what's carried on. So as a coach, being able to sit in there with Coach Giles and kind of behind the scenes with him talking about our players in a different standpoint than when I sat on the other side and I was getting the whistle blown because I wasn't doing something correct, uh, it's good to learn that side as well. And again, how he's trying to mold people into men. And again, that's why I love basketball. It gives you opportunities to teach lessons about life while doing something you really love. And it's actually a lot of fun. So that's always been good with me. I've always tried to do that when I coached. I carried that on with my own kids. and. You know, basketball delivers those messages.
2: Anything in particular about Coach Giles that really stuck with you that you've
0: continued to kind of uh, take with you as you've gone on through the years? Family-friendly podcast here, so there's a lot of things that I'll keep to myself. (laughs) But one thing that was great about Coach is, again, his care for us as student-athletes. Right? It was, you had, had, we spent a lot of time in here and where we are in the library study hall, that kind of stuff. So it was the, it was just as hard as we went at practice, he was more concerned for successes post-school. And again, so kind of relaying that back to coaching, we had a lot of players on our team. Everybody's dream is to play D1. Everybody's dream is to go to the NBA. But one of the things that Coach tried to strive to do is challenge us to say, hey, do you want to go somewhere where you can win championships? Um, Maybe at a smaller um, D2 school or an NIA school, so that you can be a contributor to that or do you want to go somewhere else you know just because they may be on television but you may not be on television but most importantly you want to go somewhere you're going to be successful in school so that was one of the things I would just say that he really harped on Um, so from being in there with coach Giles that was it came through whether as a player or as an assistant coach with him.
1: Yeah, What was that conversation like for you to come on and join the coaching staff with Coach Giles after you had played for him? Did he kind of approach you at that point after you finished up at at Florida State and kind of what was that conversation like of getting you to come on staff with him?
0: Well, I had dreams of going on to stay in coaching for my career Um, and that takes a couple of things. You've got to have the right opportunities, you've got to have the right background, Um, you've got to have advanced degrees, which I went back to FSU to get my degree in and so Opportunities have to exist. So I came here. He gave me an opportunity to learn from him The opportunity to spend time with young men developing them. That was always good to me. So You know just from a standpoint of wanting to carry on something again We all came here with the dreams going D1 going to the pros as an assistant coach I came here with similar dreams, right? I wanted to come here learn from someone I loved and cared about me to developing my own skills to go on to D1, maybe to one day be an NBA coach. Didn't work out that way, but I think it's worked out the way it should.
2: You, you mentioned a lot of the intangibles and <clears throat> how Coach Giles really kind of strive to mold you guys as young men in addition to players. But on the court, kind of describe uh, his teams. I mean, what was your style of play? What, uh, what was your mindset going into games?
0: So it was pretty exciting. We had a great point guard named Reggie Shields. Uh, you could always count first five minutes of the game. He was going to steal the ball from whoever the opposing point guard was, take it. And he was a tremendous leaper. So we got to see some of the most amazing dunks. Um, past that, the, just the team that we had, was they very well played together. So we had a couple of big guys, Lorenzo. We had Marshall Barbara, um, great inside players. Um, our three men, Jim Horn, um, Larry Patrick. There were just solid players. We had um, Zoe that we were just a good team Uh, and it was intense. So the guards could play very tight because behind them they had the twin towers and Lorenzo and Marshall could certainly clean up anything that got inside. So that was, I think we played pretty freely from a defensive perspective.
2: Um, You had to... This area is kind of outside of your, your time away at Carson Newman, ultimately Florida State. You've been here most of your life. You went to Mulberry High School. You said Florida Southern here, and uh, you know you, you, you make your home here. What, it is, what is it about this area that, uh, that you love, or what, what, what kept you home ultimately?
0: It's, it's home for me. I love where I live. I love the county. Um, I have a hashtag that sometimes I use on social media called uh, Polk County Baby because I just love um, cheering for people from Polk County. And even as growing up, you know, going to Mulberry High School, so our, you know, our intense rivalry was Bartow. They were always beating us. But again, there was always that sense of a rivalry there. Of course, you have that with the Lakeland Kathleen. I, I love that. Currently, I sit on the championship committee at the Lakeland Center where we bring in the basketball state championships. So again, it's my way to kind of stay in it. I love it. I love cheering for our Polk teams to get there, whether it's a you know a girls team like Winter Haven is always a force. So trying to get teams like that there, or you know some of our other ones, Bartow High School again, uh, getting there. I just I just love this area. I love being in the center of Florida. I love that it's not overcrowded and just there's a lot
1: of great athletes here. That's so true. Uh, Polk County gets overlooked so often for the amount of high level college and professional athletes that come out of. Uh, of this area and uh, you know I don't think people think about the athletic powerhouse Polk County is but it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah
2: um, back to the game of basketball I mean what was it obviously you, you mentioned you played all three sports basketball was indoors you preferred the air conditioner to the sun but what else about the game is it um, that made you kind of fall in love with it?
0: One of the things is I think it it is very team-oriented So you can always have great players, right, that you can single out, but I think a great team can always outskill great players. So that's the thing that I love about it. I love watching, and when they're working together, they can just, a team, it's like a machine, it's like watching a fine watch. And an example I'll give, I don't like to give it because it involves the Florida Gators, but when the Florida Gators beat UCLA for the national championship, I believe they had 30 assists in that game. For a college basketball game to have 30 assists is crazy. It was just, it was fine watch just watching them pass and you could just see that they had care for one another and they didn't care whether it was, you know, one guy scoring or another guy. It was just the way they played together. So I think that's what I really like about it is just the the team aspect of it. Um, Coaches have some ability to control it. Mm -hmm. Like when I watch the NBA, it seems to be very one-off. Right. It's a lot of it's a lot of my talent versus your talent, not that they aren't the most amazing talented athletes in the world. It's just not the same that you see at high school or college where they're working together. So,
1: yeah, have you kind of taken that approach, you know, kind of talk about that selfless kind of aspect of, of basketball that you admire, that you um, that you experienced? Uh, you, know, do you kind of carry that into your professional work now And you're doing it in marketing, do you carry some of those kind of intangibles into what you do now?
0: So I'd say yes, because I am still a team person. Um, I really believe in the team aspect, right? Not everybody has to have every skill. You just have to have a group around you that has maybe qualities that you don't possess so you can build on each other's um, talents and skills so they can be enhanced. Like the sum of the parts is greater than the the difference. Um, So I really like that from marketing side. I love the competitive side of it, so that's interesting too. It's just fun to get in to try and problem solve How do you plan? How do you execute? You know, in marketing you look at it and they're just like basketball or any other sports. There's tape, there's results. Are you meeting the goals that you need? If you aren't, you need to go back and you need to adjust and you need to, uh, uh, you know, move that game plan forward. So uh, there's a lot of parallels in my world to what I get out of basketball.
2: I've always found that interesting. Um, people who aren't sports fans sometimes <clears throat> don't see the value in that, but there there's a ton of life lessons that come from you know athletics, playing in a team environment, overcoming adversity i mean there's just there's just so much to it that I think you know people who the layman or the non-sports fan may, may oh, overlook. Yeah. You um, see it as you're getting sweaty. You're getting sweaty. What's the point yeah. of putting a ball in a basket? But like you said, I mean, there's, there's a ton uh, of life lessons that go into being a part of a team and being involved in athletics.
0: There's obviously there's successes and there's failures. There's the way people approach to you to give you critiques. Um, one of the things that I often say is, if I made a pass and, say, Coach Jaw said, well, that was a dumb pass, he wasn't calling me dumb. He was saying what, I, what my behavior was was not up to snuff, not up to par, not up to expectation. So, again, those things aren't personal. They're critiques, and, you know, we, we have the propensity to take those on as individuals. They're indictments of ourselves. They're not. They're just an, a, a critique of what we did at that point in time. So again, there are a lot of those behaviors, a lot of things that happen to you that if you, if you look at them appropriately, they really will give you opportunities in life. So again, failures, you lose games, right? Figure out what you did wrong, try and do better the next time. If you win, you gotta figure out what you did so you can replicate that behavior. So just trying to keep in that same mindset as you know, watch the tape.
2: Looking back at your time here, your your um, <clears throat> championship season as a player, you spent three years as an assistant, and your contributions to the Polk State Basketball Program, is there anything uh, you're specifically most proud of?
0: I think being a good teammate or a good assistant coach. I was never a star in either atmosphere, but good teams are made up of utility players, people that know their role, that understand their role. The Chicago Bulls, perfect example. Dennis Rodman could have scored a lot more points. That wasn't his role. His role was to play defense, get rebounds. Um, Scottie Pippen was a great right hand to Michael Jordan, um, the shooters. So again, finding your role in the team, trying to fit in and, and help, I think that's where I, I feel my most at home.
2: Yeah. And it was John Paxson and Steve Kerr hit two of the yeah. winning shots to clinch two of those finals. There you go. So yeah, then, yeah.
1: Everybody yeah. has a role. That's right. That's the big one. Um, you, know, you mentioned uh, carrying on things you've learned and stuff with when it comes to your kids as well. So do you have uh, children that have gone on to participate in sports, basketball specifically, or other endeavors?
0: Uh, so my kids played when they were younger. My daughter was a high school swimmer. My son, he participated in some sports when he was younger. He was more book-oriented, which I'm perfectly fine with. Um, but my daughter swam competitively for McKeel for a long time. Again, I did. I swam. I've lived in Florida all my life, but never competitively swam. I, I really learned to appreciate the value in a high school swimming is a team sport, but it's still individual. Basketball is always a team sport. Uh, so that, to seeing the, how that individualized team sport was different was interesting to me because, again, you're trying to get as most points for your team, but you're still trying to always beat the clock. So to me, there was a sense of always a trying to achieve, to push yourself forward. So I really like that about that. So, again, I, I was fortunate enough to watch both my kids participate in sports.
2: You've been around basketball at a few different levels. Uh, what is it about um, junior college level that you would say kind of makes it different or unique or stands out about it?
0: Well, I think from a standpoint, of there's a lot of stories to be told on why um, men or women are at a junior college. Maybe they're a late bloomer athletically, maybe they had a couple struggles in high school, maybe they academically they needed to get some things in order. It doesn't mean there's a lack of talent, Uh, and so that was always interesting to see who passed through a junior college. Um, So again, everybody comes to things on their own time, so I think it's fortunate, it's fun, it's interesting to hear the backstories, right? Those stories exist in bigger sports as well, you know, at the D1, D2 level, but at junior college, you kind of really get into, you know, some of those kids may need a little extra sh- shove, they may need some show them a little extra love, right, to push them through, but again, they can still be champions, they can still be champions in life, so.
1: You know, Mike uh, mentioned earlier about your support for the program now at Polk State and your relationship with Brandon Giles, uh, you know, current coach, and 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 how you were. I mean, I think it's so cool that you talk about remembering when he was born, when you were a player, and and now kind of full circle, having this relationship with him as he's uh, as a coach. Um, what's been special for you, kind of about that dynamic of getting of knowing this guy for his whole life, and now getting to kind of support him in his endeavor as a head coach for the program that you played for his father and coached with his father with.
0: Well, before I share that, I, I also coached against Brandon when he was in high school. Uh, that wasn't very fun for me, by the way. Um, so again, getting to watch Brandon kind of become his own person. Um, it's always exciting. You know, you know someone, you're proud of them. And I, I don't want to say that in, it's not meant to be condescending at all, right? We're proud of the program that Brandon is trying to build here that he's trying to run. He's different than his dad. He has different skills, different talents. Um, they're, they're unique in their own right. So I enjoy watching him from that perspective. Again, knowing him from the time that his mother brought him to the games and he was uh, just a baby to now seeing him as a, a man with his own sons, like he's, he's raising his own kids. It's just exciting to kind of see that, that happen. It also means I'm getting old.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, you, you mentioned you, how one thing you said is they both kind of have that really – that desire to mold kids beyond basketball uh you mentioned he's his own person also they're him and his dad not exactly the the same coach uh are there other ways you've noticed that they're similar maybe just kind of watching from afar maybe he does something you say oh
0: i couldn't really pick something out off the top of my head um, I just, because I'm not at practice, right? So that's one of the things I remember about coaches at practice, being out on the floor with us, you know, kind of directing us, nudging us occasional, occasionally. So I haven't been there to watch Brandon. So in the game time, I would say that Brandon may be a little more relaxed on the bench than Coach Giles. Coach Giles was very intense, um, and he really drove us to be hard. And again, that doesn't make one way better than the other. It just makes them different. So again, some people are very intense. My wife would probably say that when I coached, I was intense, and she didn't enjoy watching me coach. And I I picked that up because my high school coach, Colin Smith, was similar. Coach Giles is very similar. They like to talk to refs. I don't see Brandon talk to refs as much as Coach Giles, um, the elder did. So um, that might be one difference, I would say, between the two of them. Uh, Bart, is there anything else uh, we didn't ask either about your experience
2: here at Polk State or kind of how it's molded you into uh, the person and business owner you are today that you'd care to add?
0: Well, so one thing that I would say is as my time as an assistant coach, uh, being in Coach Giles' office was always fun to me because that phone would ring and it was always a game. He'd pick up the phone and you never knew who was on the other end of that phone. And I remember many times sitting there, whether it was john thompson calling or you know these are like idols or jerry tartanian or one day he's talking to someone he's having the time of his life he hangs up the phone and he does what he always did he goes do you know who that was and my answer was always the same: <laughs> i have no idea who it was <laughs> and he goes it was dusty roads the american dream oh, and yeah. i'm just like having grown up watching yeah, the son of the champ- plumber championship <laughs> wrestling i'm just like Oh my goodness, to have to have yeah. been have not been there and me to answer that phone and Dusty Rhodes would have been on there was so great. But it was just amazing the, that here's a gentleman that grew up in Detroit. And here you've got Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, everybody would think of as just a total redneck. And the fact that their worlds collided in college mm-hmm. and that they became friends and they remained friends, it just, to me, it just tells a story about how awesome sports is to bring us together if we would just focus on that. As
2: for the the campus itself, uh, what are some of the big changes you've seen over the last uh, three plus decades?
0: We're sitting in one right now, it looks so much different in here. Uh, The gym is nicer, we don't have the old rubber floor that we used to have. Um, Obviously it's it's grown, the size of the campus has grown, it's freshened up. And the number one thing is it's not the Vikings anymore, it's the Eagles. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you miss the old Vikings at all?
0: I don't miss the colors because of the green and orange, which are the hurricane colors. So as a oh, symbol, we, we don't like those, right? That's a sore right? subject, yeah. No one looks good in orange. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the, the logo, I love it. It's cool. I was part of um, doing some development with them. Uh, from a marketing side. When they did the new website, I had some involvement in that. So it was right about the same time that they were changing the logo. So it's uh, certainly cool. I love to see the evolution.
1: Yeah. What's kind of, from your perspective as, as being student athlete, coach, um, member of you know the community now here um, as a leader in the community for incoming players here at Polk State coming in and, and really just like the student athlete today as a whole. I know obviously, the landscape of college athletics is, is changing a lot, ever changing. But what is some uh, advice you, you either you do give or would give to incoming you know student athletes at the college level playing basketball?
0: Yeah, the, the world is changing um, around us with the, the portal, the NIL stuff. So the one thing that I would say is, the grass is not always greener. Um, sometimes we learn, we learn that the hard way. Seize on opportunity, because again, to the guys that I played with here, to, to see that this might not have been any of our you know, ultimate destinations to begin with. We, came, we all got here by chance, opportunity, great opportunity. And to have been able to use that to get better, either through basketball, as a student, ultimately, as a as a man, to see the successes that some of our guys have had. And many of the guys off of my team, they're either teachers or, you know, and they're going back and they're giving the young men now, which is exciting to see. So they're carrying on that, that genealogy. I would just say seize opportunity. That's great.
2: Bart, um, <clears throat> this has been a fantastic talking to you. We're really... Uh, we're really glad uh, you, you came on and joined the PolkCast today. Anything else uh, you'd care to say before we uh, sign off?
0: I appreciate the opportunity to share um, some memories. It's been great. Um, go Polk. All right.
2: For Andrew too. I'm Mike Ferguson, and thank you for listening to the PolkCast.
0: The PolkCast
2: kind of free form, is the official podcast of Polk State College. It'll air on the first and third Friday each month during the spring semester. You can listen to the PolkCast by visiting www.polk.edu backslash The podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thank you for listening to the PolkCast.